I just want to give an awkward pause after that clap, though. That was very yeah. I was trying to that not was like hit a backhand the- clap. Who does a backhand mark clap? Like front hand, backhand. Who wants to play front hand, backhand? <laughs> Podcasters. Welcome right. to the Hooniverse Podcast. I'm your host Jeff Glucker. We're not joined by Blake. Zebediah wrong tonight. He's off doing famous automotive journalist stuff, or he's just finishing up his Christmas lifts. I'm not sure which. We are joined by podcast producers Zach and Chris, though, who are always ready to lend their beautiful, beautiful melodic voices yes. to this wonderful thing of King of the Moon. Indeed. <laughs> uh, how's it going tonight, guys? Good. I am so goddamn tired. Why are you tired? Uh, podcasting, running Shout Engine, and TST stuff, too. Oh, and by the way, if you're just joining us for the first time and don't know that we swear, because we've had comments about that, we swear a fucking shitload. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, put headphones in or just move jobs. Uh, but have you this been is getting, a car podcast, believe it or not, and I will get to cars. Have you been getting further complaints on that? or No, just the one. I found it funny. Oh, yeah. So I like to bring it up. Let's just harp on that one guy. Yeah. Sorry, one guy. Turn your bow system up, roll your windows <laughs> yeah. down. Listen to your beats by Dre, pumping swears through your ear holes. Listen to the smooth sound of fucking Turbo Boost. <laughs> um, speaking of Turbo Boost, did you guys see the video of the turbocharged C7? Yes, I did. Uh, the, the white one? It was shot vertically yeah, I, I by I literally just watched that 20 minutes before you got here i thought it's i mean i know it's the shitty the shitty um the after exhaust sts yeah rear mounted however yeah. i and it, it seems like everybody's split on the noise i thought it sounded fucking amazing i think it sounds like the future yeah it sounded awesome. it sounded like it sounded like robot sex was happening in the combustion chamber of the car <laughs> it was like it was the weirdest noise you know what i'm fine with robot sex in my corvette yeah no problem with that robot whatsoever. sex that's actually what the Nissan engineer should do for the next GTR trim. Oh, it's a robot sex trim. Robot and people sex. Are like, I like this a lot. Driving is like a robot sex. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it makes love to robot road. Very good. Um, and I guess good thing Blake's here not to keep us on our racism track. Ah, oh, that's Japanese. He's Chinese, so he can't get mad about that. Actually, he would join in. That's true. Yeah, he, he would. He hates them. Blake hates Japanese people. It's, it's in, we it's, don't. We love Japanese people. We love them, but Blake has a problem with them. It's, we we love them. My grandfather was not a fan. <laughs> um... Diving back into cars, uh, Mr. Zach yes. Clapman, um, you had access to something pretty damn special. Why don't you tell us about that? Uh, got to drive the new Aventador, Lam- I'm sorry, Lamborghini Aventador Roadster. The Lamborghini? Lamborghini Aventador Roadster. How much was, do you know what it cost? Yeah, it's about the $480,000. Is it best bad. for all? It's, it's better than the coupe. Um, really? It's got a little more headroom. Mm. I mean, I, I was I didn't have a problem with either one. Just because I'm not six two like some of my coworkers, but for them, uh, the little bit of extra room in the in the roof made interesting made it nicer. And the color and you're saying with the roof awesome. off, right? Because with it on, it has to be pretty much the same. No, uh, I mean I drove it both ways. Um, roof roof off is great because you can hear it, but and it's loud. And then you know in the coupe, I actually thought it was too quiet inside, even though it screams loud as hell on the outside. Yeah. Um, with the roof on in the Lambo, I could definitely hear some wiggles starting already. That is not a car that will easily make it to fifty thousand or even probably ten thousand miles. Um, <laughs> you can just, but it's it's hard. It's like you know those cars are at the the front of the automobile game. Yeah. And like everything that comes out from from that level is basically R and D. You yeah. know, other than like Porsche that takes 20 years to put a transmission out and it's perfect. But, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure the 918 will have some issues and so, so will this thing. But, um, super fast, really stiff, understeer is incredibly easy. Really? Really, really weird. Like in the canyon, you're, you're mid corner and where you would normally start applying throttle and rear wheel drive or all wheel drive car, 
it has so much power. Even if you actually, even if you touch the throttle lightly, the front end lifts a surprising amount, and you feel the the steering wheel get much lighter immediately wow. and and tow out a little bit. That's crazy. Really, and Matt Matt Ferret described this to me uh, two nights ago, and I was like, oh, that sounds kind of maybe. Well, I guess we'll see. Spot on, completely true. Well, he was telling me that it's it's a little bit like driving a high high horsepower front wheel drive car or like an old S4 or something like a B5. Yeah. Yeah, you really you really got to save your gas for for quite late compared to Or you got to get most. real good at left foot braking real quick maybe to just kind of bring it back in line. I mean, left foot braking I I I actually am better with my left foot than my right at this point, but still just so much power. You, yeah, you just you can't get on it as early as you'd think with other all-wheel drive cars. Maybe, um, maybe uh that's the point behind the pedal box on that being so narrow is the Italians just want to make you put your left foot on the brake. At all times. Yeah, you you should definitely be covering it because there's um, no there's no other room for your feet. No, yeah, it's true. Yeah, there's no dead pedal. Uh, now, cool. what else? You guys are doing something pretty cool with the car. Can you talk about that? Yeah, we shot a comparison video with a uh, the Aventador Roadster and a Countach. Um, and we were talking about funny Italian names before. Uh, Five thousand Quattro Vavole. Oh, is that the one without the wing, or is that one no? It's got a wing, okay. but it's just they they name it. We we make it sound like it's a fancy name, and it means four valve. Right, yeah. right. Um, well, yeah, yeah. Red Countach, uh, red Countach, gold phone dial wheels. Awesome. It you know like kind of a um, so awesome. off white eggshell interior. Really cool looking car, but did you get to drive it? No, I just got to ride in it. It was verboten. Is it um, um pretty snug in the car? Oh yeah, I mean. Uh, like I fit anyone taller than me, you're bending your head, and the seats don't adjust like at all. They go forward and back, but they don't lean, and they are shaped like if you rode up these seats on a skateboard, you would fly backwards because where the headrest is, it curves toward the front of the car, and you you know like the back oh, it is goes past stri- vert, you're past saying. vert, yeah. right? And uh, yeah, it's like one of those walls that they run up on like Ninja Warrior, yeah. <laughs> and so you're hunched over, and it feels old, surprisingly. Um, Really good cornering speed because I was chasing Ferret. I was in the events door. He's in the Countach. Pretty ridiculous day. And uh, <laughs> he's carrying 80 miles an hour through these corners. And I was expecting him to be like way, way beneath the, the events door's um, abilities. Well, that thing's got a lot impressive. of rubber on the ground. It doesn't it does. surprise me that it's probably – it probably has tons of lateral It has grip. lots of tire. Still though, still, that's some old technology in the event door you would think would be chuffing right up its tailpipe there. Um, yeah. If I remember correctly, I think that's dual wishbones all the way around, though. I don't remember. We didn't, actually, there's so many But it is not the beautiful pop. push rods. No, it's, the, it's not that. Yeah. But, I mean, by suspension standards, I mean, uh, you know, double, you know. Yeah. Th- that's the that's the gold standard on pretty much every car, except the highest of the high end with the cantilevered suspension, like we right. were just talking yeah, about. Yeah, it was uh, – but what I realized from it is, you know, everyone makes fun of the old Lamborghinis. And as being, as being bad, be de- dead. No, everyone goes there. Oh, they're bad, and they are bad. They are bad. Like, see, there, there you go. We all love them, <laughs> but you know, it's always on a poster. But it's it's a bad car, and it breaks, and it costs a lot of money to fix it. And with the new ones, if anyone says that Audi is taking the Lamborghininess out of the new Lamborghinis, one, they're not, and two, the term quote Lamborghininess means bad. That's because yeah. the, the radio didn't work in this Roadster. It didn't work in the coupe. The, the, the iPhone interaction didn't work in the Roadster. It didn't work in the coupe. Um, oh, things are just are – just, it's got everything. It is a car of compromise or it's a brand of compromise I want to say. Yeah. One thing I noticed in that car is when I got in it the other night, I didn't get a chance to drive it unfortunately. But I, of course, sat my ass in it because it's an Aventador and it was there. Right. So I'm sitting in it and I'm like – 
the uh, the interior light goes off rather quickly in that car, and then if you're not used to getting out of that car, it's a little bit of a challenge to find the door pull on it. <laughs> yes, um, the door sill is is about as wide as a couch, and uh, the did, hood you can't even pretend to see. Did you end up um, going on a date in that car? No. Oh, I wish that would have been awesome. I know that would have been better than the did dragon. Did you end up going on a date? No, oh. I just didn't have one at all. Oh, uh, <laughs> thanks. Sorry. No, no, it's cool. I tried. I did try. <laughs> I tried. Um, Hit up Tinder, bro. <laughs> I'm on. Is that what it is? I don't know. I, I have no that, idea. That is what's on. I've been it. married for six years, so I don't know. There's strange people talking about your, these apps. Your wife is on it, Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that's fun though. Anytime you have any Lamborghini, it's an event. Mm-hmm. The only, they, they come. They're brief flashes of unbelievable fun, and then they're gone. And then you think about them for a few days, and then your your life goes back to normal. Mm-hmm. I really hope with the with the next iteration of the you know with what if it's going to be the Hurricane or the Cabrera, whatever it is, when Audi does their inevitable variant of it, I really hope that you know keep the chassis the same between them and do the similar thing as you did now. But I want to see the Audi with the twin turbo Audi motor and the Lamborghini with their V10 to differentiate them a little more, just to have a little variety. So they're both not 5.2 liter. Yeah, because yeah. ostensibly they're the same car. I mean, I've wanted to buy like I wanted to buy a used Gallardo for quite some time, and looking back and forth at them, you know, the a used R8 that has is the same car with the exception of the body panels for the most part mm-hmm. is oh 30 percent more expensive in the used market. You know what though? To me personally and mentally, when I'm in an R8 and I've and, um. I've driven one in a couple of years now, but I just I, I was fortunate to drive early. I drove an 09 V8, which was an experience because there there that was the only R8 out, so that was mind bending. But then I got to do a brief drive in a V10, and it's I feel like it's it's a very different feeling when you're in an R8 and you're in a Gallardo. I mean, yes, the Gallardo is shouty and loud, and, mm-hmm. and it's great, and it's very Lamborghini, and it's an, an approachable Lamborghini, you know, relatively speaking. But the Audi felt um, not more exotic, but more like it stayed in German, and yeah, but it's still for Audi, it's a bit wild. Oh yeah. Um, so there, there's very there, they would have very different buyers. Obviously, and maybe the people who bought the Gallardos trashed them, and that's why they dropped in value. I don't know, or maybe it's the badge. It, it's probably the badge. It may be the badge, oh, and I think there's the Lamborghini pulls off the lot, and you just your accountant starts crying. <laughs> With the Audi, he goes sensible purchase, and then that... you're like, "Fuck, I fucked up." Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing is, there is this lust that still exists with like like among normal people that don't even like cars that look at the R8 and go, "Wow, yeah, totally." Yeah. If for whatever reason, and like Lamborghini's flashy, but people don't have that same thing. The I think the R8 is just conservative enough that it doesn't look like some crazy batshit thing to your average. It offends person. no one, but it looks good to everybody. Yeah, you know? that's a very good way of putting it. That is a very good way of putting it. And speaking of Lamborghinis, I get to sit my fat ass in a Lamborghini starting tomorrow. By the time you listen to this podcast, actually, this will come out tomorrow. Yes, it will. <laughs> We're behind on podcast, so this is happening live. This as is real listen- time. As you listen to this, I will be picking up be picking up a Gallardo. So, Jeff, how's that new transmission right now? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. In the because uh, I don't even know which is, gearbox is in this one. Um, I, I don't it's, know. They, no, they, it's it's like a, it's. I think it's related to Estronic. It's not E Gear. E Gear's huh. gone. I believe. Yeah, I think it is. I'm I think pretty sure E Gear's gone, and they started using Estronic or whatever or Artron. Well, Artronic sucked. That's gone. Artronic's gone though. They have DSG in the new uh, V10. I'll plus. tell you. Um, I'll tell you after I pick it up. I forget. I've driven Gallardos and I totally forget. 
There's so many Gigaros, man. They're falling out of my I pocket. know. I was, well, I was supposed to get the one with the manual gearbox, but they sold it, which sucks. Oh. Because I was really, really, really hoping to drive that car. A, le- a manual gearbox Lamborghini. Oh, and it's, it's, it's it going to be the last. Be the, it will definitely be the last one they ever built. Yeah. It was just a kind of send-off to the brand. You know, they made the Balboni, and they're like, oh, we're never doing that again. And then they did. Um, but I think... I think this is it. On a little side tangent on that, um, when I was looking at eBay, just looking at things that I can't afford at the moment because I'm an idiot, um, looking at the used V10 uh, R8s that are on there, every last one of them was a manual. Interesting. I don't. I could not explain the phenomenon at well, all. I think the initial um, automatic gearbox that came with those cars, people hated it so much, mm-hmm. it probably scared everybody off down the line, even when they fixed it. Yeah, that's a good point. Because um, yeah. it sucked. It was very bad. <laughs> it was very slow. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. It's the Gallardo, Gallardo Squadra Corsa. It's supposed to be the most hardcore Gallardo for the street. It's a it's a send off on it. Has a even big more wing than the Balboni. Yeah, the the big thing about the Balboni was that it wasn't so rough. It was just that it was rear wheel drive, and right. it was a send off to Valentino Balboni. You're not a send off. You're still doing plenty of shit for them. This one though is more. Um, Covered in suede and then carbon fiber on the inside, so it's a little more hardcore. Mm-hmm. The seats are carbon fixed back buckets. Um, it's, it drops weight over the Gallardo. So it's it's similar to the Superleggera, but there might even be something crazier going on here. Um, and it looks tough. It's got you know yeah, a little bit of Sesto Elemento. In it's it. aggressive. It's supposed to be – it relates to the Blancpain Super Trofeo cars the question. is the idea. Which nose does it have on it? Uh, I don't know. Is it the new one or the old nose? Because oh, uh, it's this nose, okay. presumably. There's a rendering, but... Yeah, that's the new nose that, depending upon how it's painted, can look really good or really bad. Well, I will tell you tomorrow, because I think it only comes... I think uh, something I read on Autoblog is said all the ones in the U.S. are going to be yellow. Even though every press photo they've shown of the car is gray. Why don't you just tell us now? Because right now, as people listen, you're sitting in this car. Uh, no, uh, this this will run at 10.30. I pick the car up at 11. Ah. Shibuya. Nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on from the world of Italian ridiculousness, mm-hmm. um, let's bring it back down a few notches, but nothing st- – I mean still expensive relatively speaking, uh, though not relatively speaking judging on just where we just came from. BMW. Yeah. M3 and M4 have revealed themselves to the world. What do you guys think? I think the M4 looks good. I think it looks really good. It's I, a good-looking car. Call me crazy, but I love the fact that they brought back Phoenix Gold as the color. I thought that was such... I mean, it's so outlandish for a BMW, but looked so good on the E46 M3s. I'm so happy that it's back is that on that, the M4. Is that that almost greenish-yellow one? Yeah, and it changes depending upon the daylight. Um, it's, it's a smart color for showing off creases. Yeah. Uh, the Aventador had like this awesome light blue metallic flake. That was perfect for showing off what that car does. And I think the E46 uh, M3, they had that color, and it mm-hmm. just looked like pee. But that's because yeah. it was a very simple design. But the new <laughs> one's got a lot more stuff going on. I actually like that car in that color, but then maybe I just like pee. Well, you do. Yeah, pee, pee. Uh, yeah. Um, I <laughs> bag on BMW a lot. Pretty much all the They've time been these days. Up. Um, you know? But I do – I am very excited to see what these cars can do. They are exciting. I, I – Wish there didn't. I wish there wasn't a need to have a four series. I wish they just called it the three series, 
sedan, three series coupe. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't understand why they feel like they need to make every number and letter in the alphabet. Somebody vehicle. in the marketing department is justifying their job. I know, but but then but they're making everything bigger and then sliding letters and numbers down. You know, I'm the best car in the lineup is going to be an M2 by far. Yeah, that's at some thing. point we're going to get to an M.5. <laughs> It'll be the size of a seven series currently. Well, I think yeah. Audi just greenlit the A1. Yeah. So. I mean, and and it's smart though because uh, consumers are embracing Small subcompacts again, which is good. Yeah, I mean, because they're, they're yeah. finally good in the U.S. They've been good in Europe forever. Exactly, they're finally good here. See that that's a market that exists and has proven itself with Mini, Five and Fiat, and you know that kind of thing. But uh, with BMW, it's it's like okay, every kid gets their own grade system in our school. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> weird. Uh, but back to the BMWs. Um, any, anybody know any of the the powertrain numbers? Yeah, I think it's like 430-ish once again horsepower. Um, and then the the torque is actually matching this time because it's a turbo straight six. So they've ditched the V8, gone back to the turbo straight six. The fuel economy is actually up a little bit, surprisingly. The weight's down a little bit in the cars. But I think the coolest thing is that they've ditched regular bushings in it. They're all spherical bushings. Really? Yeah. That, to me, was the coolest part. You know it's, what my favorite part of any BMW? What is that? The quickest way to piss off a BMW fan is call it a V6. <laughs> People lose. Their, and granted, it's a mistake. You're wrong when you do that. But it's 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 an easy mistake to make. And I've, I've even been guilty of it myself. In, I think I wrote a story in Autoblog once where I called it a V6. And the, I mean, oh. you know the comments on Autoblog already. Imagine. <laughs> oh, of course. Right. I was wrong. <laughs> But apparently I just killed their Christ is what happened by calling it a V6 <laughs> instead of a straight six. Well, any mistake on the internet is met with that kind of reaction. That's true. That level. Any mistake, you're the worst. Well, the funny worse thing than is Hitler. early on in the development of that car, there there was rumors that they were split internally between going with a V6 for packaging reasons or the straight six. Because, of course, a straight six is a very long motor to try and yeah, fit an engine bay. Definitely. Um, and it, it makes packaging difficult. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I I agree. It looks fantastic. Uh, it'll be great to see how it rides. And then speaking of oh, and, and we get manuals too. Do we? Yeah, That's we're gonna good. get manuals. That's uh, good. That was up in the air before, but we're absolutely getting manuals on the M3 and M4. Good. Well, BMW so far so good. We're liking the M3 M4, but mm-hmm. um, we the last like M3 the, was good. Uh, Jeff I mean, still doesn't like a lot of the other stuff you make, and I just referred to myself in the third person. Yeah. No. No. That's yeah. I was gonna. That's say what that the. I'm just trying to get in the mind of the average M4 owner. <laughs> People, uh, I don't know, they like to crap on it a lot. Caswell, especially, but well, he was the—he's like the world's biggest BMW fanboy, and they as long as it's one generation and one model. Well, yeah, yeah. and but yeah, <laughs> and to be honest, though, they have kind of, they have kind of lost their way in recent years. You know? Yeah, I I feel I, like you know, their so, M cars are good cars. Right, the rest right. of them is just like too many brands. I don't like the six series that much, and I don't like the uh, the X six for its looks. But I think to shit on the entire brand. We, a lot of people will just forget for a moment the that we like the M cars. We like the 1M. We yeah. like the M3. Mm-hmm. We like that. And I'm actually really intrigued by the I cars, to be totally honest, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, those could be great solutions for city environments. And the I8 is amazing looking. It's the, that's the it's future. cool looking. Uh, but um, shit, I just totally lost my train of thought where I was going to go. Oh, as someone who hates on BMW, like you said, yeah. From the enthusiast standpoint, they've lost – it seems like they've lost that whole ultimate driving machine way. Uh, but f- they might have switched more to a just general good car driving way. But my pro- my biggest problem is that they're trying to fill niches that don't exist and people don't want. Yeah. yeah. They have too many models in the lineup now. 3 Series GT, ridiculous. Yeah, and they're doing like an M version of that now too apparently. Are you serious? Yes. Well, that's just taking 
the engine of right. a model they have and the body of a model they have. I know, but still, that car doesn't need that. Because that, that's, that, that's already a car that's not going, I don't think, will sell well. But And then no one's going to buy it. Though, I guarantee you, in 15 years, I'll be pining for an M3 GT. Yeah, you <laughs> will, like every other hipster right. that likes bad things right. 20 years well, later. Yep. You know, Zach's in the market for a car at the moment, and, and I sent him a posting the other day. It was a 318, but with an M motor swap in it. See, that's pretty Which cool. Which would be fun. It's light. It's super yeah. twitchy in the back. I just Sounds saw like my good. favorite BMW online the other day on the car lounge. Somebody took an E39 wagon, which is, oh, I already love that body style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> LSX 427 engine swap. Oh Ultra clean. God. Yeah. Ultra clean. Looks, he put some nice updated, oh, they almost look like 1552 wheels on the outside. Uh, pretty simple. This dark, almost reddish brown color. It looks like it has almost M5 exhaust from the back, but it fits. And it has a 427. You know, the, great thing, the great thing about that is your power to weight ratio gets better with that. And you move the center of gravity lower because the LS is smaller in every yeah. dimension. Well, that's almost what's kind of happening with my wagon. Uh, my Hemi weighs half as much as the five-cylinder. No way. The, yeah. Half as much as the five-cylinder that we ditched. Yeah. Well, How much I mean, did the five-cylinder weigh? Like 800 pounds or something wow. insane. Yeah. And the Hemi motor is very closely related and designed a lot to the LS motor. I mean, obviously designed by different companies, but they share a lot of concepts. So that does not surprise me at all. Um, They're both light with eight cylinders. I didn't know that. Similar concept. <laughs> yeah. um, being a dick. Uh, there's a <laughs> there's you get some guys that actually bag on the Chrysler engineer, saying that they out and out ripped off a lot of the GM design stuff. Sweet. So, but they did a good job with it too. I mean, it, the Hemi's a fantastic. But boat. you know, my goal now is that I have to find this guy, this BMW guy. I think he's in like Jersey or something, um, and then um, race him. Yep, you should. When yeah, you should. Well, I'm gonna need more power though, because my car's gonna be heavier, probably, maybe. Um, but he's definitely gonna make more power. You're not gonna win, but you should just race him for video no, I anyway. Want to win? It'd be awesome. It would be awesome. The other one you need to race. I need a supercharger. Is the Letterman Volvo. Oh, well, with that, the, I'll get destroyed. No, it's actually not that. It, by modern standards, it's not that fast. No? It's a 5-liter. It's a Ford 302. Right. In the Volvo with a manual transmission, and they supercharged it, but it only makes about 400. That's going to be more than I make. What's the stock Hemi? 340? Uh, it uh, depends on what year we're talking. 2004 5.7-liter Dodge Ram. Probably. Uh, I think it's 340 horse. Yeah. That yeah. Right. That's not, but you're going to have to put headers on that car anyway to get it to fit. Well, we're going to have to do a lot to get it to. But, but we're I mean, actually not going to have to do that much to get the engine to fit. It's the transmission, which is. Yeah, you're going to be spending. Truck. There's going to be some <laughs> time spent with a sledgehammer under that car. Or a sparkle wrench, as my mechanic calls it. A cutter. The cutter Spark- torch. Yeah. Sparkle wrench. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, that. <laughs> now, getting back to the BMW for a moment, only to switch gears, but stay in the same segment, so to speak. Uh, the sense. new C Class. Thank you. Thank you. You like that mm-hmm. random fucking bullshit segue? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the new C-Class debuted, and I am – I we were talking about Mercedes or BMW fanboys. I'm a Mercedes fanboy, and I think it looks fucking fantastic. I agree. <laughs> it's it's a really good-looking car. Um, I think, Zach, you said earlier it looks like a grown-up version of the of the CLA. <laughs> I said that. Or, or you did. I, but Zach agreed. Yeah. I did. No, it looks um, better. Cause don't the don't try looks... to get some Shia LaBeouf credit going on right oh, now. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> sneaky bitch. Uh, was it affluenza? Was the best? That's the best word of the week. Oh um, yeah. Um, uh, well, but you heard what he did, right? Yeah. Okay. And then did you hear it? So not, <laughs> the only reason I'm bringing this up because I re- was reading about it before I came here. So for people who don't know, we're gonna segue off this because fuck it, it's hilarious. Shia LaBeouf 
was making a movie based on a graphic novel, but he didn't credit the graphic novel and basically ripped it off. So that's come out recently. So then he went to Twitter to apologize, and then people found out he plagiarized his apology. <laughs> he plagiarized the apology? He plagiarized his apology like he from wonder- a Yahoo Answers answer. I wonder if it was even him or if it was wow. like a PR person working for him. I wouldn't which is be surprised. another degree of bullshit. Right. But then also they found out he was working on another movie before this that he left for creative differences. The rumor was that he and Alec Baldwin weren't getting along. He apologized to Alec Baldwin on Twitter. That apology was copied too. Holy <laughs> shit. What, what the douche. fuck? That screams yeah. of bad PR. So now there's this him. whole hashtag on Twitter, Shia LaBeouf Films, where they're taking existing films That's and just great. changing the titles. That's like awesome. Man Cries About Lost Sled and Breaks His Snow Globe by <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Shit like that. Um, I think his 15 minutes is, is largely over. But um, the, it, I, be I funny just thought it was funny. Because I have a friend back on the East Coast that is Shia LaBeouf's doppelganger. Um, nice. When, we, when he was not younger, a good day for him then. No, it's not going to be a good day for him. Uh, although it could be a very amusing day for him. He could yeah. just go around being an even bigger dick, and everybody's going to go. Shia LaBeouf's a gigantic asshole, right? Um, but yeah, it's uh, that'll be interesting. <laughs> that'll be interesting. <laughs> All right, I'm trying to. Try Who's to... that jumping out the window of my wife? Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Shia LaBeouf, bitch. Yeah, just run amok, uh, start robbing <laughs> banks the, and stuff. The C class. Yes, looks great. Once again, though. St- Stupid touchscreen in the dash, like but, on top but of the dash. The interior is it looks fantastic. Yeah, minus whatever you think about the touchscreen, the rest of the interior oh, and the agree. photos it looks amazing. In press photos, I, I will wait till I sit in the car True. because the CLA looks nice, and I I said, I've been and I drove it. Like it looks nice, and I can bet I bet in press photos it looks amazing. But when you actually sit there and really look at it and touch it a little bit, you're like, ooh, forty five grand. I don't know. So that, I think it, I think it feels appropriate. I think it feels appropriate for the price point and is still reminiscent of a Mercedes inside. A politically delivered of you. I, also, I'm a Mercedes. I agree, and I think all the money in that car went entirely into the drivetrain. Yeah, uh, that's true. It's well, very, and, very quick. And yeah. did you drive the 250 or the 45? I drove both. 45 is awesome. It's pretty good. Yeah, handling is pretty. Handling excellent. is not awesome. What? What? Steering wow. was so direct on that thing. Wow. How how many how many door handles do you want to scrape off in a corner? Because I scraped off all of them in the canyons. It was way, way softer than I wanted it to be. You want to call it an AMG? The last AMG I drove before that was a CLS, and then I'm I drove like a, a C63 before that. They both felt – if it had that I'm kind scowling. of – Because you're wrong. Where would you drive? I don't even care. I don't even give a shit what Through you say. the hills <laughs> in Virginia, these amazing these twisty rolling, hills. These rolling, wild wind hills around some of this stripped-out coal mine. you got to go around the backwoods there. This car pretty good. it got Bluetooth and play stereo inside. amazing. It was fast and smooth, and it's a, it would be a really comfortable like GT highway car, but it felt as soft as like a new 328, which does now, not feel stiff was, enough. Oh, I disagree on the 328 comparison. I, in the but point, I sit somewhere in between the middle of you guys. What else were you driving when you drove this car in the canyons? Everything. Okay. We, we yeah. had 911 right. that came in. You the name day. a That's car that you want to buy, and that was there that day. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm like in the middle of you guys. It's understeery going in the canyons. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the time, it's comfortable, mm-hmm. and it's still fast and fun. I think, honestly, it's kind of the best of both worlds for most people. Yeah. I would do that as a daily, yeah. easily. Yeah, it'd be a great daily. I do admit I'm not a normal person. And it also is one of the greatest four-cylinder motors ever made. Is oh, the motor is. That's an easy Sounds statement. Sounds cool. Yeah. No, it's, My it's biggest the most powerful gripe, production one. It's the amazing. transmission. It's a dual clutch, and Mercedes still can't get the dual clutches right. 
It, it would not do as much as as much as you asked us to do. Um, um, I agree that was a little bit weird. We yeah. were talking from uh, we were talking with uh, with Carlos the other night from Motor Trend, and he was saying the same damn thing, and that he was giving it 500 you know RPM of leeway, like head notice of where he wanted to shift. Yeah, and that to me is completely unacceptable, especially if it's a dual clutch. Yeah, I mean I'd understand if they were still using an automatic, but they're not. Right. What the hell? Yeah. yeah, it's like you're paying a bill, and you're like, but it was due today. They're like, oh, but you have to mail it two days beforehand. And the weird thing is because that one uh, is a torque-splitting all-wheel drive system, you can't really do burnouts in it, and you can in the 250. Like front-wheel drive burnouts or yeah, rear-wheel drive burnouts? front-wheel drive burnouts. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, if you're Chris Harris, so you can drift the CLA 45. Yeah, but he can drift everything. Yeah. You just, uh, with that car, just chuck it into a corner way faster than you want to, and you'll probably be drifting. Yeah. But you also have to be good enough to make it through the corner. Yes. I think that's his strategy for absolutely everything in life. That man could drift a refrigerator. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's awesome. pretty pretty awesome. Um, um, so in more speed news, uh, this – so I'm just thinking tomorrow's Wednesday. So In speed news today. Or uh, John Hennessy – was fortunate enough to get some help from the local authorities in Texas and shut down a stretch of Texas toll road. By fortunate enough, we mean paid to do this project. Yeah, he has a lot of money. Yeah, okay. Um, but he also helped them test <laughs> their RFID-based Easy Pass toll system, which is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and he hit 200.6 miles per hour in the his HPE 600 C7 Corvette. Going through the toll? He to, hit it right about the toll booth. Yeah, he hit it at the toll booth. Oh. He hit 200 at the toll booth. That would be cool. And and it still registered the, the system registered. Are you serious? Because I was joking. Yeah, that's why they. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why they did I it. I actually that's wonder. Awesome. I wonder if he did even pay for it, Maybe just he because didn't. that's a new toll road they're trying to get people to use, and they're they're ostensibly doing a really ridiculous test on it too. They may have just opened it up for I free. did not know they'd actually tested it that way before I opened my mouth, so maybe you're actually right. Well, so... I think it's just a PR stunt all he, around. Uh, the car had a light tune on it. Their HP, HPE 600, I think, is their most mild C7 package. It's like 600, 700, mm-hmm. eight, all the way up to 1,000. It's a mild head work, some headers, and maybe a small cam, too. And then this spe- specific car had nitrous. They needed nitrous to, to hit it. In their distance, mm-hmm. and so uh, two bottles, big ones, and it's the first C7 to go 200 as well. Um, was their other big claim thing? He has a great shot of him running down the road with the Texas flag. Out, I saw that was a cool, cool picture. It's a great photo. that was a good. I'm photo. pretty sure it was Drew Phillips shooting their photos because he usually shoots their stuff. Like the rolling, it was a good picture. It was yeah. a great photo. Um, another cool car though that was there was the state police Dodge Challenger. Yeah. Did you see that thing? That Lights all cool. flashing. Um, uh, the thing looked wicked. It was mean-looking car. Those are tough But it was looking. parked off to the side near the toll, and the closing shot of the video, like it does all the various uh, shots inside the car, passes, him talking to the police afterwards, posing, and then credits roll, but then there's a shot from inside that Challenger looking at the toll, and you hear whoom as it goes by, and the radar's on, and the camera's focused on it, and it goes, it goes 199-200. That's cool. Such a cool shot. That's very cool. Somebody thought that out and just did their job really well that yes, day. Yes. I was thinking ahead. Uh, yeah. that, it, was a, it was a great shot. They also brought a Chevy SS, a Hennessy-tuned Chevy SS, and did like 165. Damn. I'm which was gearing limited, I guess. Ooh, yeah. I'm really? looking forward to driving that thing. I think it'd be, Me too. Um, I saw one the other day. Privately oh, yeah. owned on the road. Yeah. With the temp plates. It was like just, a few guy wow. just bought it. I'm going to need my press car to have new tires on it. And then uh, <laughs> the cops around LAX have had them for a while. Really? Yep. They've well, they a- might have had caprices. No? 
Well, because the body style looks it's almost the same. Pretty much the same. Uh, it's it's. But the powertrain is not the same. Uh, no, it's not. It's a. The other one, I think it's an L92, not the LS3. Which Plus, the, the front fascia is more aggressive. It's got the LED yeah. running strip. But, I mean, otherwise, I actually really want to drive same. a Caprice. Yeah. that's some forbidden fruit shit right there. Just because well, we can't buy it. True. Though well, they pop up on eBay, and it says you have to be law enforcement to buy it. But I wonder... Eventually, they'll go through the auction thing, and you'll get them for like $2,000. Like eight to ten years out, we'll get them. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe longer. We got to drive that cop car with that Dodge van. That was which fun. Which was so awesome. Yeah. I don't know if we've ever talked about that. It's like, you, play, you hit the siren, I'll drive the car. I don't know if we've ever talked about that on the podcast. Because it happened years before the podcast existed. Yeah, so I'm going to bring that up because that's a good story. We were at El Toro for an SRT event. They had a bunch of cars lined up. Um, you and Matt were there. I was there. Blake was there. Uh, Chris, were you there? Everybody was there. A lot I of people not. were there. It was a area Area media was there. Anyone who's there. They had who's an autocross course. See, I'm not anybody. Exactly. It was timed autocross too, right? Because yeah. we were all trying to get lower and lower. Yeah, we were driving the SRT Jeep and uh, anything else they had lined up. And then Samuel Hubinet, the drifter, was there. Mm-hmm. And he did his second run. I think he smashed all of our times. Yeah, while drifting a lot of the corners. Yeah, His first run sucked because he just learned the course. I mean, not sucked. It was still quick. Um, but then his second one, like he gained many seconds. Yeah. Um, but they had the Charger cop car, yeah, and they let us drive yeah. it, and it was Those amazing. Those tough. So we were ripping in that car. There's probably four of us in there. Mm-hmm. You're hitting switches and, and hitting the siren. I get it up to a lot. I get to the end of the runway, get it into a drift, yep. bring it back down, get it up to 100, and then stand on the brakes to bring it to a stop. Yeah. And the guy goes, hey uh, – I need to show this to police tomorrow, so can you please take it easy on my tires and my brakes? Oh, yeah, sure thing. Get out. The, like, the brakes are smoking. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you, over the loudspeaker, said, Matt. No, no, reverse. We traded driving, actually. Okay. And I drove the same kind of thing. And I was, like, trying to slide. And as we pulled back into where everybody was standing, you got on the loudspeaker and the, said. I, I thought you said that. No, it was definitely weed. you. It was me? Yes. Sure? Yes. I always thought it was you. Uh-uh. Well, then, okay, I thought it was you, but if you say it's me, I'll take credit for it. But I said, uh, Matt, the weed thing? Yeah. I said, Matt Farah, please hand over your weed or something Give us like all that. your marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> and the PR people froze, then Ralph Gilles started laughing his ass off, and then all the people, PR people started laughing Which his ass off. Which is funny because they look and they get all scared, yeah. and then they see him like, ha, 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 the Snoop Dogg of like automotive journalism. And like, <laughs> you just expect that he's going to have weed. That's nice. That's true, allegedly. Yeah. But well, speaking of weed and automotive journalism, at the LA Auto Show this year, um, Hyundai or every LA Auto Show, Hyundai throws a, a pretty decent party after the first day, and usually gets a pretty good musical guest. Last year or 2012 was Tenacious D in a in a small packed hotel. Um, uh, concert set setting mm-hmm. and then this year was ziggy marley which was pretty cool and i got there a little bit late and then this one journalist walks by who i'd met at an event the day before yeah that was exactly right bumped into you right and he goes and he uh he had a i don't know what i don't smoke weed so i don't know what he had on him what did he what was he it? had one of those he had one of the vapo pens it's okay so it's yeah. like a little it looked like an e-cigarette for uh weed mm-hmm. so he takes a hit he passes it around a little bit and then a couple people um Freak out because someone's smoking. Because not everybody's from California. To be yeah, honest. I mean, California. And you and I are like, like we see this every day, right? and we just look at the other guys and we're like, dude, don't worry. It's they're probably legal, and even if it's not, nobody cares. Right. Yeah. 
Um, and plus, it's Ziggy fucking Marley. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's sad that it's just this one automotive journalist smoking weed at this event. And I don't even smoke weed, but I would have smoked weed there. He's like, everybody should. They should Ziggy be Marley. handing it out with, like, the tuna tartare or whatever. Right. But, it, but yeah. It was Hyundai, kind of a Hyundai strange a party because they had, they had Ziggy Marley up. And then they had, like... They had girls dressed as mermaids, and then they also had guys as zombies. Well, Someone so, else was smoking weed then. So they've had the mermaids the year before, so I think they brought them back because there's a pool there. Okay. It's the, at the Figueroa Hotel. Is that what it was? Um, it's some old hotel in sure L.A. Hotel that looks uh, – so right. I ended up staying there. That's where I wound – I stayed there for the L.A. Auto Show, and my room was huge but old, and it reminded me of a Moroccan sex den. Which was weird and then kind of cool at the same time. You're like – you call your wife like, it's like our honeymoon again. What the hell is Yeah, going right. <laughs> you get up here, stack. Um, <laughs> Honey, do you remember the Moroccan sex den? I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm staying there. I think it's Bad the Figueroa. Dates, right? I'm pretty sure it's the Figueroa Hotel. Sounds uh, and in the back, they have a pool that they half cover, which is wicked dangerous because they half cover it in plexiglass bridges. So it looks like you can step in some places – but in oh, some places wow. you can't. And I'm surprised no one's fallen in because they've done that a few years now. But they had they brought the mermaids back and then the zombies were because they sponsor The Walking yeah. Dead. So <laughs> then the, the mermaids came back a second time. This time they were zombie mermaids. Okay. Because they, they put them in the water and then they take them out. You know, they get a break and then they yeah. bring them back. And I thought it was hilarious though that they've got these flippers on these girls. So they have to have handlers carrying yep, them into through the, the crowd. Yeah. And then they're like, hey, I'm a mermaid. Yeah, exactly. Look at me. But I'm a zombie mermaid. But then there were random regular zombies shuffling through the crowd. It was a weird party. It actually sounds like you should have been high to take them. Actually, it sounds Don't like make you should it. have been fucking ripped on something else to mm-hmm. really enjoy that. Or you might have run screaming from the room. Yeah. I, I just had a good time watching, like, the zombies creep up on, like, random women that and are just paying no there. attention yeah. and, like, in the middle of conversation. And them just going, ah! Oh, I would do that all the time if I was a zombie. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, it, it was fun. <laughs> they, had a, yeah. they had a good setup at a um, Comic Con too. They had this. It was looked almost like a, um, the fencing around a jail or a prison. High fencing, and on the other side, these zombies were just shuffling around, uh, and you could go in and walk through it. I didn't do it because, well, the line was long. Was that the too. was that the op- the zombie obstacle run thing? I think so. That's actually. I had friends that did that. They said it was a lot of fun. Oh, I'm sure. Um, because the, but I was busy do, standing in line to play GT6. So oh yeah, the um, the they, I guess they tag the zombie guys with like an ultraviolet paint. So if they touch you, you get a little hand mark or something on your back, right? Because you go through a UV light at the end of it just to see if you quote unquote won. And like there was like prizes and stuff. If you oh, so get, if you had nothing on you, yeah, yeah. So that was the, that was the game is to try and make it through without the zombie. You're like that's not from the zombie. That's from earlier. Yeah, we gotta find a way to. I mean, I know it's not automotive, really, but we gotta find a way to all go there next year. Because I fucked up on with my Comic Con experience, and I know we're wildly swinging onto tangents tonight, but it doesn't matter. It's pre-holiday season. Uh, it is holiday season. This is what happens when you put half of the Smoking Tire podcast on the Hooniverse. <laughs> well, also too, yeah, we're missing Blake, who could, you know, do the obscure car knowledge that I don't know, and and uh, the new car car knowledge that I don't know. But also, he got to drive a 1956 Lusant. What's that? It's a car that only he knows about. <laughs> Which would be awesome. But it is brown and made yeah. of leather. It was inspired um, by Louis V. But I, so I went to Comic-Con with an automaker, and I was so excited. I've always wanted to go to Comic-Con to experience it because there's a, there's a nerdy side of me. I love yeah. it. I, you know, I, I like half the shows they're talking about, um, and it's, it's neat. And I'm thinking, no, I'm not, you know, not going to dress up. I'm just going to go. I'm going to enjoy myself. And I overhyped it in my head. 
not over no i didn't overhype it i was underprepared for the insanity of it all and mm. i wasn't even there in the craziest days and i was just starting to get sick because i've been traveling a shitload so mm-hmm. it was a perfect storm of me just being like fuck i'm overwhelmed i don't know and i left a day early i gave my my vip parking pass and my badge to the valet at the hotel oh, that's right and he was like, he knew. He's like, is this the parking right next to the, uh, the Padres Stadium? He knew exactly where the. I'm like, yeah, it's it's that. Yeah. He's like, oh, and I'm like, have fun, man. I, I gotta go home. I gotta get the fuck out of here. And so now you just made that kid's life. Now I'm thinking yeah. I want to go back. Know what I'm getting into. Stay for at least Friday night when the best parties are. Carbo load. Maybe even dress, but not like go crazy in a costume. Wear something so I still look cool. Like, yeah, you know, I don't want to so, look shitty. My buddy, but I want to go. Doug wrote the official guide to Comic Con, and like how to plan it so you can get into all the mo- the most shit, and like get into everything that you want to get into. He literally wrote a book on it. I think I've got extra copies getting really? around. I'll, because yeah, I'll give them to the you. one thing that seems interesting when you watch it on YouTube are the panels when you people talk yeah, about. Yeah, those do look cool. The waits for those are anywhere from two to four fucking hours no, thank in you. line. I'll watch so I'm like, I'm, there's no way in hell. I'm waiting in one of those. Especially when you can see them on YouTube, like exactly. at your house in comfort. Exactly, but they get, you know, pretty. Um, I mean, if you're into some of these shows, but it's also pretty big name people. I mean, like uh, Matt and uh, Trey from South Park came and talked about their new video game and and the stuff Oh, I understand the draw. Doing. Like, I mean, you, yeah. you have a more personal experience. But if you have a day to see stuff, right. Waiting four hours in line to see people talk, and you can see it oh. for free later. And, and four I really hours honestly, honestly want to go like, to the generous. I know people that wait like. 10 or 12 hours to get into the big hall, Hall H. Jesus. And it's fucking ridiculous. I mean... I, um... No. No, thank you. I even was looking around for stuff to buy in the the main room where they're selling all the shit. I showed... I, I texted Matt because right. they... The, the, um, or I put it on Twitter or something. They had the uh, the Back to the Future... Hoverboard. Uh, hoverboard. Yep. From Mattel. And I, I'm like, oh, shit, I might get that. And I found out it's like... 30 bucks at Toys R Us. It's not a big deal. Uh, but it's cool. But they had other... Ama- if you were rich... <laughs> they had Indiana Jones's fucking hat from the uh, yeah. the Temple of Doom for like seven grand. I'm like, I would pay oh seven God. grand for that. Another, they had oh, they had yeah. um the chess set that they made for the Shawshank Redemption. The one he, I was like, I Whoa. want that. It was thirty five hundred bucks. I'm like, I want that. So I That's think that, really I, cheap I actually for think that, that I yeah. actually think the hat was like thirty five thousand. Now that I think wow. about it, but I think that chess set was like thirty five hundred or 3, something. Thirty five hundred, honestly. For I, that, that's worth it. I feel like that's a that's, that's a actually bargain. an investment. I don't have the money for it, but that would. But be if a, a but good, if you did, like yes. if I win Mega Millions tonight, I would buy that shit. Oh, I would buy yeah. Indiana Jones hat too, just because I I would buy the dumbest shit. Yeah, but <laughs> no, I, that no I'm, question. I'm with you in that. I think Comic Con. I think part of the cool thing is is like I would probably want to go back and get some like old comics that like I didn't that I didn't like catch or something. Yeah, and like miss specific issues back when I was into them years ago, just to kind of finally get a chance to read through those or be able to go in and like buy like little obscure like fun trinkets that you don't get here or but there they, was still yeah. there was still neat car stuff going on and it's funny i got a pr person reached out to me when they found out i was there do you want to go see this batman f-150 and i'm like all right I'll go. i had to walk uh, this way a couple few blocks from the hotel i went there it was that dude mad mike who used to be on pimp my ride he was right. there and I'm like, all right, I'm just checking it out. And it was really low key. It was just kind of parked off to the side. And I'm start taking some pictures. And like, I don't really know what to do. I thought I was going to get to drive it, which would have been mildly interesting, just to see people's faces uh, as I cruise by in it. But then this other journalist shows up and just hops in and adjusts it so he can start taking photos. Like moves it 20 feet down from where I was taking photo. I'm like, so I just I got annoyed as fuck. And I, yeah. And, you know, I already told you where my state of mind was. I'm like, 
fuck it, I'm out of here. Yeah. I, don't, I'm not, I don't care. I'm not driving it. I got two f- photos. I'm not going to write a story about it. Fuck it. Yeah. So I left. Um, but it'd be fun because there are car things. Hyundai does a big thing. Yeah. Uh, I saw a, a, Ma- a Mad Max replica car that is one of my favorite cars on the fucking planet. I will own one of those someday with a working supercharger. And most Australian time, cars are the best. Yeah. But we are we have diverged greatly, which yes. means it's time to take a break so I can get a beer and refocus our car brains here. All right. Break. This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. You want to see this ass? You see some class. C-class. Um, there's <laughs> that a commercial. Was like, that was like the old – we had a joke with uh, friends of mine uh, in high school where one of my friends had a Taurus, and we got other letters off on other cars, and we made it the Taurus CLI edition. Yeah. So it was the Clitoris. Right. That's awesome. That's, yeah. a, that's a classic high school. one. Are you recording now? Yeah, we're uh, recording. We are now. We are back uh, from our little beer break. Um, and I want to talk about something I've been driving this week that I give back tomorrow that is – Kind of surprising given the state of the rest of the automakers lineup. I'm talking about the Honda Accord Coupe V6 manual equipped car. Um, it's not overly aggressively styled. It does look pretty good. They did a good job on the new car. Uh, but the rest of the the rest of the lineup, there's nothing there that screams enthusiast. You have the Civic Si, but I think my Civic Si is more fun to drive than that Civic Si. You're right. You have, but this Accord Coupe is so damn entertaining it's it's probably the one of the most exciting front wheel drive cars you can buy right now i'm gonna say that just because it's really torquey it's so torquey it's hilarious but it also has one of the best manual gearboxes too and then it's nicely equipped and you're if you top it out you're at like 30 32 oh wow 30 Okay, that's not that high then. No, that's, that's good. So the weird thing is, what do you compare? What do you compare that car to? Yeah, the, I mean the Ultima Coupe is gone. But Thank, even that yeah. you can't compare it to because that's a size down. That and that was an awful car. But also, so in my head, I have two odd comparisons. There's a comparison first to the V6 Mustang and Camaro. Now I know that doesn't make sense because those are rear-wheel drive cars. Mm-hmm. But this car is fun, and then the interior. So you could have. A, if you spent thirty grand on a Mustang or a Camaro, you could either you could get a blown out V6 or you you could get a you GT. You get a Mustang GT. You can get a GT. Yeah. So that's the problem. But if you compare it to the V6, you're getting a much better interior. Yeah. More premium. Um. You know, nicer you, stuff going on. And you're getting a car that's probably going to run for half a million miles. Right. Mm-hmm. So you've got that going on, and the gearbox is better too, in my opinion. Honda gearboxes are always great. They're, the manuals are fantastic. Yeah. Now the other weird comparison I thought of. On the way here, actually, Audi A5. That's not bad. Audi A5 is better see where you're going. Because the Audi A5 still looks good. Yeah, Although there's a very obvious one that we've already touched on. It's not a V6, but it's right in that same. The uh, CLA. Oh, yeah, 250. But that's uh, – I'm talking just strictly, you know, that's getting too premium. Well, the, I mean the Audi, but I'm talking – Well, the CLA starts at A5 is an outprice – yeah, but that's still a uh, it's still a four. Yeah, well, that's what you're saying. That's you're starting with a four. I mean, you're you're getting, and it's not a coupe actually. It's a four door. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. what I mean. Not oh, I that. thought we were going for just kind of quick, powerful. No, no, drive. I mean, Dang, I mean specifically, I, specifically. See, this is why I'm nobody. And specifically, <laughs> entertaining coupes. 
it's this kind of fuck up and and just reckless statements that is keeping you off the red carpet, Chris. I know, I know. If only I could strive to make those big auto journalist bucks these days. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, what are those like? Anybody seen another, those? Another, I haven't yeah, seen any of those. Another car is a potentially a G37, but that that actually now you're getting to that's expensive. You're getting ridiculous. The one yeah. I tested was forty plus. I forget what it right. was. Right, forty two. So, but um, the only thing I can think of besides the Audi are rear wheel drive cars. Yeah, um, maybe the Genesis rear wheel drive car. Yeah, well, no, but I mean in that for comparison, like we no, were saying, that's Mustang. a good one. No, that's a good one to add um, for sure. I would actually yeah. See, those cars all have the edge for the enthusiast slant mm-hmm. because they have that rear wheel drive edge and plus the new i mean v6 mustang camaro 300 plus okay. horsepower car yeah. not not a coupe but in the same kind of realm uh focus st see that's i strictly i can't i have to do strictly it's a wildly coupes. different comparison i know there's I, nothing I, out there that i can think of that directly compares no there's not to the v6 coupe now what does that tell you i that's don't the know interesting question that's because the thing. You, i don't know because if you if we, we do this argument with the the manual transmissions are going away because the market tells us that no one wants them what does the market tell us about front-wheel drive? Here's the thing, though. High-ish the, horsepower. The, so, I, I, so ditch the rear-wheel drive cars. Focus on the A5 comparison. I think a buyer would have more fun if they're more of an enthusiast. I think they'd have a better time if they got the Accord V6 coupe. Oh, yeah, you're right. The Accord V6 has – the coupe has always been a fast, fun car. I've had, you know, I had friends that had them in high school and college and all that time, and they were always quick. The the V6 coupes would actually keep up with like the Mustang GTs of yeah. the day. Um, they they were fast cars on the highway. I remember that. They they're just good yeah, cars. Yeah, well, I mean, um, yeah, on the highway from 40 to 80, this thing's a rocket, and it's uh, it's got 278 horsepower. It it probably if you drove it responsibly, you could get you know. Close to 30 miles per gallon on the highway. Mm-hmm. I, I, What's I the actual I, displacement? Um, I think 3. it's 3.5. Okay. the one I will say the specific output on that I is think. a little low for a 3.5-liter motor these days. Sure. Um, I think it's You know what? You don't need more in a front-wheel drive car. I mean, there, and there the are, v, no, there yeah. are V6s don't. that have 300. There's not many of them, but, I mean, you got the Pentastar V6, which is 280. You know, it's not much higher than that either. Yeah, but I wouldn't call the Pentastar the, the pinnacle. I mean, you look at, like... You look at the Hyundai Motors. You look at the you look at the Ford V6. Which Hyundai the G- motor? The, their V6. Oh, that's in the, the Genesis. Yeah, coupe. and you got the the VQ37s and like. Well, all those the are all other... rear wheel drive cars. Yeah, like, but I mean, more through front is you know. If you but if you're just your average buyer and you're looking at this and you go, okay, so this is a V6. It's about the same size as the other ones. Why does this one make 30 to 40 horsepower less than these other guys? True. If you're a normal person comparing it, but I think. Uh... There's a re- I think they did it because driving a 300-horsepower front-wheel drive car is a squirrely mess. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so anybody out there, if you are looking for a fun front-wheel driver for some reason or just a, a, surprise, a surprisingly fun sleeper that will look good in your office parking lot, picking up dates, you know, running out to dinner and all that good stuff, and return solid fuel economy if you – you know, take it easy every now and then. While also offering really good amenities in the cabin, you got to look at the Accord Coupe V6, and I will give you a nod and a thumbs up if I when I see those driving down the road. I think you'd be in mm-hmm. and fair warning on that car is if a lot of people go with the the idea of front wheel drive is better in the snow. That car would be a death trap in the snow. <laughs> well, it's called throttle modulation, motherfucker. Yeah. 
So called winter tires. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh yeah, with snow tires, of course. I mean, if you drive, you know, anything else in the, in the, if you live in the snow, you shouldn't. It does torque steer like a bitch, though. Well, I but mean, you it's can still get not that. as bad as the Mazda Speed Three. That's the worst torque steering oh, car yeah. ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. it does torque steer, um, and it also does chirp the tires. Probably, it definitely chirps the tires first, second, third gear with traction control on. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sure if I drop the clutch, I could do a burnout. Is it a five or six speed? Six. Oh, it is. It's good. a very slick six-speed. It's a good. It's a great gearbox. It's a great car. It's a good car. It's a strange market. It's a good car. It's a good Engine's car. good. A I'm good glad to hear it's a six-speed just because Honda was holding off on six-speed. They they were still putting five-speeds in things like just a few years ago. So yeah, well, you know, they caught on quicker, more quickly than Subaru did. That's true. Uh, Subaru only just adopted them. The new WRX finally has a six-speed. Mm-hmm. And yep. speaking of, that was uh, I, I just revealed. I, I shouldn't reveal that that was a segue, but that was a segue. It was a smooth fucking segue. It was segue. smooth. Thank you. Because we wanted to talk it's about like a comedian WRX says callback after he makes a callback. I know. <laughs> callback. Um, <laughs> uh, Chris, you have issues with the WRX. Yeah, I do. Because I, just, I, I learned a lot of the stuff about the development of the car the other day. And the fact of the matter is, is that it sits on, of course, the same chassis still as the Impreza. Tweaked a little bit. It's a little bit longer wheelbase, a little bit wider. So, like, they took an Impreza and they took all this budget for development, made tiny tweaks, put an entirely new body on it, and yet they still didn't make it look any better. They put all of that time, effort, and energy into putting an entirely new, new body on the car, and they pissed it all away on a car that looks like fucking nothing. I, I agree. I think they should fire fire their design team, honest to God. for Whoever's doing the Impreza WRX for the last eight years seems like there's it seems like there's three people that have equal say and they all get it's like all right each of you get to get to do five things on the car like steve you get to do hood front left fender and bumper and then you know like yoshi you get to do rear bumper upper rear taillights but not lower and it's like there's just a lot of different stuff going on i don't hate it as much as you two hate it I don't hate it. I think it's way too bland. They had an awesome concept Mm -hmm. that they could have executed on. The concept was amazing. That that concept was a completely buildable car with the exception of the mirrors on it, and they completely threw that away. And that's why I'm not excited about the new Legacy, because the new Legacy concept is pretty good. The new Legacy concept was gorgeous as well. But I saw something I wasn't supposed to see. I saw... Show us on the doll. I've seen <laughs> I, I, I walked around a corner. I won't say where or how. Um, I wasn't supposed to be there, but I wasn't not supposed to be there. It's, it, it's a weird situation, but I saw the new STI. I saw it. Okay. No one else has seen it um, except probably like top tier uber all, awesome auto journalists that can't even talk about it yet because they can't. No, I, I haven't seen and it And I'm either. not going to talk about it because I don't want to get people in trouble. Um <laughs> Well, you saw it on accident. It's not like you're going to get any. You saw it literally on. But I'll accident. tell you. I mean, it's the WRX yeah. with a wing. Yeah. So, yeah. Disappointing. So, if you like the looks of the new WRX, you will like the looks of the STI. Oh, the other thing we didn't touch. They killed the hatch. The hatch is completely I dead. I know. I know. And there's a CVT. Yes. Oh, oh good. No. Autoblog's uh, Autoblog's take on it said that the CVT wasn't bad. Where did they copy and paste that take from? <gasps> Boom! No. That's a good point. Um, they don't shy on the boof. <laughs> I guess the the CVT has, like, if you want to put it into quote-unquote manual mode, they do have paddles on the, on yeah. the uh, column, and it has a simulated 8-speed setup. Well, the funny thing about a CVT is that it's actually technically should be one of the best transmissions on the planet. Yeah. Technically. Absolutely. It should be. For its job, yeah, it, was, it, it should. It was almost 
was going to be used in Formula One, and then it was banned because it is possible to be in the proper ratio, making the most power at every speed, and that's what you want. It just yeah. so happens that the the uses, the practical uses that we see for the CVT are not that. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe someone like Subaru, who's been making use of CVTs for a while now and can make sporty, fun-to-drive cars, regardless of how you mm-hmm. feel, how they look, perhaps they are the ones who can usher in a new era of CVTs. I haven't driven it yet, so I don't know. Here's what makes me nervous about that, is that we all know that earlier versions of the WRX had basically transmissions made of glass. And this being one of their first major CVT efforts in a car with that much power, I think I would steer well clear of that car for a but few years. But it's not years. like it's that, that much power. Still, most of the CVTs are going in four cylinders with fewer than 200 horsepower. So I, I'd be wary as a first, like, first couple years of that car. It could be a risky purchase. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't buy it the first year it came out either. I, I well, should do that with most cars. Car, right. Unless it's something that you well, lock away from look at the jacks. Yeah. Look at the C7. They've already ditched the six-speed, but that's exactly what happened with the C6 too. Yeah. And they ditched the previous gen's transmission, and it's going to be, you know. So now everybody's going to go, oh, shit. Now it's going to be a majorly different car. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm very. It's a car that I'm extremely curious to drive. Yeah. Um, I am too. I used to own an STI, and I'm curious. I didn't like the last one I drove. So whenever they come out with a new one, I always want to drive it because I I love the idea like of the, the car. I felt it felt heavier and softer than the one before it. The seats didn't have enough bolstering. Super slippery leather, and the interior just it had the not. Interior is always crap. It had not evolved enough. In not only the last, not only in the five years since the one I had bought, but also you know the nine years since it came out. It's like the people who make the Evo and the people who make the STI have a gentleman's agreement to offer the shittiest center stack. <laughs> it's like we're gonna build the, the best powertrains, the most fun, you know, like these great all-wheel drive systems, fun manual gearboxes, just a, a blast to drive on and off the road, and then just. Screw our customers yeah. out of forty thousand. What should be forty thousand dollars center sections? Well, the money goes into the engineering, but but like I mean, you, I feel like Evo has continued that gentleman's agreement, kind of no, like no question. Like we're gonna make well, no, like we're gonna make the best handling, fastest. Like oh. their stuff got faster every year, and Subaru. And yes, their info, their center still sucks. Maybe it's almost like deliciously evil where Subaru's like, yeah, that's right. We'll make the fastest, best performing. Then they leave and they're like, all right, everybody knows that they're going to say that their cars are too stiff in two years. So let's keep ours nice and smooth like. And they get pulled all the old switcheroo. I've always enjoyed the STI slightly more than the Evos. And I find it to be the other way around when you read forums and online crap. I, um, I bought the STI for a reason, but I feel like the one I drove five years later had gotten a little more body roll more understeer, amazingly enough, and 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 also the power has stayed the same since we were all born and our forefathers were born. That is, and true. that is also an issue. Well, it's ye old tradition. and twenty years ago, I, I remember when the Subaru. Twenty two B from here to. <laughs> That's it. We need a Morgan Freeman Subaru. Harkin. Maybe they just yeah. need. Maybe they to get everybody's mind off anything. They need to, you know, they've shown the WRX. They're going to show the STI, and then maybe they just need to show some balls to the wall. Cousin of the 22B, call it like a 30B or something. I don't even know. That what would the be cool. In there, they you know? should. Um, it would. And the Evo is a wild child. It's a manic little machine. It's it's giggle inducing. It's fun. But I've always liked 
the slightly more mature feel of the STI, if that mm-hmm. makes sense, because yeah, it's it not does. a mature car. It feels more robust. Yeah. So, in this previous, in the, well, I guess it's the current iteration because the new WRX isn't really out yet. I think the, the Evo right now has the better all-wheel drive system than drivetrain, but I think the STI is kind of a nicer car. Yeah, I think it's a nicer car. Whereas, out of all those cars, I like the Evo 9 just because they're so light and flickable. Huh. Oh, yeah. I always wanted to drive one of those for a month. I don't want to own one because I know they get like 20 miles a gallon. One of my favorite videos and corresponding comments was this dude built some Evo. I mean, you can build Evos that just do the wildest shit. And it was a video I was watching in the car lounge. And... I don't know. I forget what this guy did to his motor, but he dumped so much money into it. And it was ridiculous. And uh, one of the comments was, LOL, the car redlines at gravel. Because, you know, below the tachometer, there's the setting oh, that right. lets mm-hmm. you know what mode it's in. So yeah. it was, that's like where the guy was shifting. Like, oh, my God. Whatever. Yeah, it <laughs> revved like to 10. like 10,000. So LOL, that's actually, my, I think, my signature on the car lounge forums is, LOL, this car redlines at gravel. Wow. That's gnarly. <laughs> uh, I got to find that video because was, it, was it was a wicked, wicked video. It was a, just an insane old car. That is I'm so thinking that uh, if you're dumping that kind of money into your motor, maybe you throw maybe 1000 bucks at the tack and get like everything sorted out so that's proper too i would want no yeah, no no. i want my car to redline and gravel that would be a point of pride um i'd really like to drive that ryan is it ryan gates evo i don't know he, he's doing like 30 special evos with mitsubishi's help kind of he's a he's a race car driver um are you not talking about the ones out of the northeast are you Wait, maybe did we film that for two? Yes, Matt. Matt did a film with that. It's it's like white and blue. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Matt filmed okay. those. Ryan I, Gates, that's his name, right? I, I, I don't so, know. It's Ryan something. I, uh, I wasn't there for the actual shoot. Uh, I feel like a douche now. Um, <laughs> look, but if you want more information, you could go to YouTube.com/slash/drive <laughs> nice. and look up Tune, and you'll find that Evo video. Um, um, it is a really nice car. Is it? It is. Are you just saying that now? No, Matt no had man. Nice like you to look, say about yeah, it. it. It's it's nice. And it's looking. all warranty. It's well done, right? Yeah, which is a big thing. I'm always skeptical about tuner warranties. You can pop in um, crossbars for um, harnesses. Mm-hmm. Harnesses, so you could take it to the track. Was his, oh, yeah. his his goal was to do a track slash street car, I believe. Yeah, it's like a GT3 RS Evo. And if know, I remember correctly, they didn't even tweak the power. It was everything else they worked yeah. on. They it was they dropped some weight. Built the suspension up. Did like wow, I think get rid of the back seat. Or? Nicer interior no, bits and like carbon pieces here and there, and it was just. Well done and balanced. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was very balanced. Like they, they, didn't, Evo. <laughs> they just didn't go crazy power because I don't. It doesn't really need it, and they, that's not what they wanted the car to be about. You know, like some crazy monster that also could pop. So it's just a yeah. It's like a good solid. Well, car. And that comes back to the warranty. You know. Oh, yeah, well, sure. Yeah. Leave it with the factory motor, and you're probably not going to break it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, in tune, tuner warranties, a lot of times it's like there's a warranty on our parts and our work. So. If we put on a turbo, if the turbo explodes, come talk to us. But if this other thing breaks, you know, who knows? I feel like right. I feel like it's not – it's just right. like any other warranty. It's – I don't know. Now, speaking of track-related activities, uh, have either of you ever driven a button willow? Uh, yeah, in the battle wagon. <laughs> no, <laughs> Fun I, course. I've not Very driven a button willow. Fun course. Yeah. Um, Good flow. It's a, it's a mecca for time attack. Oh, yeah. Crazy, crazy time attack stuff goes there. The average, I think the average lemons lap is in like the mid two minute range. Um, I think it's around there. Uh, the goal for time attackers is to be under two minutes. This dude 
in an NSX just set a new record at Button Willow. Uh, I forget what class it is, but a minute 37. Oh, That's impressive. So you've driven that track. Yeah, but it was in a 92 know, but, Caprice wagon. So, but, you, but you understand the layout. You know, the straight, yeah. curl to the left, go around yeah. the hill. A minute 37. That I mean, watching – and it – Oddly, in the video, it looks like the track is in kind of shitty shape right now, like patches and and yeah, there's some. It okay. needs to be repaved yeah, big time. It does. Uh, it looks worse than the last time I saw it at a Lemons race. But this video is awesome because it does the whole because it's a flying start. So he, you know he comes around on the on to get onto that straight and it's hammering the car and yeah. it's some seriously good driving and uh, watching cool. videos like totally that are that. amazing. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm not very good at driving when you watch some of that stuff. Because some guys are so good. Yeah. Well, to make that kind of a time with an NSX, which is not like – it's all handling and well, not a lot all, of well, power. This, it wasn't stock. No, it was modded. Oh, time, time attack. Modded to shit. Time attack, they got like carbon fins that stick yeah, out like no, this, eight feet. In the, it's in the cockpit, but it's like – it doesn't look like an NSX at all. Oh, okay. But I think the outside looks like an NSX, but it's an oh, really? NSX race Because some of the carbon – No, it's not the one with like stuff. the big wing on the front to do the downforce. No, no, not a fling, but like a lot of the, a lot of the time not attack guys with Evos have you know carbon cannons on the side. that yeah. did, They have downforce everywhere. Right. Because there's there, I think they have a lot of really loose rules. carry speed Yeah, it's cool. It's real cool. It is cool, yeah. No, I'd like to see the outside of this car, actually, now that you mention it. But uh, Time Attack I like because you can be very creative and you're all going for the same thing. But just it's, go as fast as fuck. Yeah. But it's you great can, because not yeah. only then are you competing at a driver skill level, whoever's putting the car together yes. is part of the competition. Yeah, it's both. Skill right, right. So, you, yeah, I mean you can, you can make the best cars, but if your dude can't handle or if your dude can drive. Right. Yeah. Yep. But that's also on the flip side. That's why I really like spec racing. Oh, that's yeah. Where yeah. it's all driving, all driving. Um, you know, two two different mentalities. I like, I love the idea of time attack where it's car and person, but spec racing where mm-hmm. you get somebody and there's a clear difference in skill like that. That's yeah. well, spec exciting, ra- one sure. man, one car, and then I mean, it's just time attack is it's a team effort. Yeah, and I I think that's kind of fun on that track. Sure, because, just because it doesn't happen very often in motorsports where you have drastically different cars. Yes, right? exactly. Right. Well, you know, guys, I think we have a couple of videos to go watch, um, yeah. and I I think one of them be... is uh, your Impala video, isn't it? It is. It is my Impala video. Uh, I just got done driving the Impala. I spoke about it briefly on the last podcast, and I surprisingly really liked it. It's a good car. It's a good car, especially with the mildly detuned V6 Camaro motor. Uh, I had that car for a week um, at one point, and. Uh, that car got a lot of positive attention that I did not think it was going to get. I had like four people like wave me down and go, "Is what the hell is that?" And I'm like, "It's the new Impala." And they're just like, "Holy shit!" It looks good from the front, the sides, the three quarters, but not the back. I don't like the back. The back what is, is that? The back is bland. <laughs> um, they, I think they really did a good job styling. I just wish it wasn't a front wheel drive car. Yeah. It's the Impala. I mean, I know everything is front-wheel drive or it's all-wheel drive. Only the fun cars are rear-wheel drive. That car to me, that is almost like what a Buick should be. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it definitely fits right with Chevy, though, being sub-Cadillac. It's priced appropriately at around 35 for an extremely the, well-equipped the one, one. No, The one we had was like 44 Yeah, but that's like maxed. Yeah. Yeah. I had 35 and it had plenty of options for me. And I usually like my cars filled with shit. Unless it's a, a race car, then I want the opposite. Uh, but but it's um, nice to get uh, it, it's nice to get press cars with 
I'll say more normal spec because they do right. no, I had an give LT us a lot. Instead like, of like a, a three LT. This one comes with an elephant with extra ivory, and you're right. like, I don't, I don't know if I'd order <laughs> it, that. But, it's got a third tusk. Yeah, and, you know, just like, all right, what would a, what would a person buy? Every now so. and then, too, you kind of want the base version. Yeah. Um, of certain cars, um, obviously, you don't want like the base Range Rover. You want you know, no, no, it's a good exercise in why you don't you want, an want to buy the base luxury. If you're reviewing yeah. a regular Focus, I want to see the base Focus because that's what most people are going to buy. I'm excited that the, finally the three-cylinder Fiestas are landing in the United States. Yeah, that's finally, a cool car for okay. North America. That's a fantastic car. Yeah, that's a that's a super secret steal, uh, and that's a really good car. That three-cylinder. I'm addicted to. It is amazing cool. to me that we're going to see this rush over the next five years of three cylinders and small cars. I hope so. I, you know, if you told me that we were going to have three cylinders and they were going to be a do- like people were going to be okay with them 15 years ago, I wouldn't have believed it. Yeah, they sound so good. Yeah, there's that inherent imbalance in a three-cylinder engine. Yeah, because of the of how it is. Yep. Uh, they sound like mini boxer motors, but with still some of that inline. Cool. Oh, it's so neat. I love those engines. Well, Triumph came across that years ago. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. true. It's That's one of the things I loved about Triumphs is they've got that very distinct exhaust note. Yeah. Now we're going to get it in cars. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. So we got some videos to watch. You got some videos to watch out there listening. Go watch my Impala video. Zach, what do you want people to go watch? Um, go watch The Smoking Tire. Yep. Uh, YouTube.com slash The Smoking Tire. Awesome. And then uh, what's your uh, Twitter handle? Just at Zach Clappen. Mr. Hayes, how about yourself? Uh, I am at Hayes Data, H-A-Y-E-S, Hayes, not uh, not the other way. Excellent. And I am uh, at – follow us at The Hooniverse, but also follow me personally at Jay Glucker, and uh, we will see you on the next podcast. Oh, one more thing. One more thing. Hooniverse is powered by Shout Engine. If you want a free podcast hosting solution, come on over to Shout Engine. Shameless plug over. No, that's not a sh- – that's a, that's a, a needed plug. Uh, we will be saying that one from, from now on because it's a great – hosting service even though i'm sitting in the room with the guy who owns it i mean it he has an axe he has an axe <laughs> all right let's go watch some car videos all okay. right